Welcome to Season 2 of the High Vibe Mindset. We are very excited for this new season, and we hope you enjoy it as much as we do. This podcast came to be in 2020 when the world was crippled by the COVID pandemic. We had the podcast going at that time. I was doing a lot of YouTube videos. We were also working full-time jobs. And of course, our son, Asher, is always taking up a bunch of our time. Very rewarding having a kid, but as many of you know, it takes a huge amount of time out of our day. Then came a new job for both of us and a new house. Yeah, I was so excited to start the podcast, but we've had so many transitions in the last year and it's been awesome. I've actually been really happy to kind of unplug from the internet, from Instagram and from everything for a while and just kind of build up my expertise. So many different changes, but that's kind of why we put a pause on the podcast. Yeah, so today we just want to update you guys on our lives, what's been going on since our last episode, because a lot has changed. We're glad to be back, finally recording. We finally have a a decent studio set up in our new house. For a while, we just were living out of boxes, and, and uh, we are now back to recording and editing. We're really glad of those who've stuck around. And so today, we're just going to be relaxed and talking about this last year, what's been going on, what we're looking forward to in this upcoming year. If you remember from previous episodes, I talked about manifesting our dream house and I think that has been the biggest thing that's taken our time away from podcasting. It's just been really exciting to set everything up the way we want it for Aaron to set up his office, for me to set up my office. We've set up the gym. We just want to go into the new year allowing ourselves to work on all the different areas of our life that are fulfilling. So we want to be able to have an awesome gym set up in our garage and actually be able to integrate that back in our life since we, you know, since we had our son, it's been so hard to ever go to a gym or do any of that. We wanted to be able to have our own offices, which in our last place, we had to share an office and it was super cramped. (laughs) So that's been taking a while to set up our own spaces. And I want Aaron to share just kind of the process of setting up the gym because I feel like we have a lot of great tips on how to save space and how we got everything that we wanted and needed set up for the space. Well, before I go into that, I kind of want to go back even further, like kind of our history over the last nine, 10 years. You know, I calculate the other day, I was like in the last nine to 10 years, but we've moved 10 times. Oh my gosh, I'm sick of moving. Yeah, so we've moved 10 times over the last, you know, roughly nine or 10 years. A lot of those were intra-city moves, meaning like for different schools, your grad school, my grad school, we would we would move to a place because we have to be there and then, you know, sign a one-year contract uh, for the rent. And then during that year, we realized, hey, there's other places that are much better for us than this one. It was just we had to have something at first. Then we moved to a different place, and then when I finished my grad school, then you started yours, so we moved again. Same thing happened. We were there for a year, realized you know the parking situation in Chicago is terrible, and we only had one parking spot, which made me go walk 15 minutes in the snow to get to my vehicle in a public parking spot, and I was like, I don't want to keep doing this. So a lot of these weren't like major moves, but altogether, we've had to pack up all our stuff and move. I think nine or 10 times. I've only lived in a state like for three years for, yeah, the last decade of my life. It was Chile, then Virginia, then Arkansas, then Illinois, and now Florida. And we've already moved twice in Florida. Yeah. 
several years ago, we actually owned a different house and it was awesome. Like we had storage, you know, we had to do some landscaping and stuff, but it was fine. And then after that, we moved into these small apartments where we had to get rid of a lot of stuff. So things like, you know, my, my gas grill that I, I loved, um, I used that so much in, in PA school. I, I think I broke it, <laughs> but we had to get rid of it. And a lot of the new places didn't allow you know, us to have a grill just against the regulations, fire hazard and things like that. So now that we're moved into our own place, it's, it's so nice to be able to do some of these things that we weren't allowed to do for so long. One of the biggest things for me getting into this new house was building a gym in our own house. I don't know about you guys, but I hate, hate driving to the gym. Not just driving to the gym, but driving anywhere. Okay, true. But driving to the store is like, yeah, you have to do it. Although now we get a lot of our groceries delivered, so it's even better. But, you know, it was a 15-minute drive to the gym, 15 minutes back. And a lot of times like that was just an obstacle that prevented me from actually going a lot of times. Yeah, he doesn't like going anywhere. (laughs) And Easy obstacles of like driving anywhere or being around people and anticipating like the machines won't be open or it's going to be really busy. I feel like that's how you are. I tend to not mind and like going places, but I've really been enjoying just also not having to do that and just being able to walk down the stairs and go to the gym here. Yeah. Well, they say the one of the biggest things in sticking to anything is trying to remove barriers that prevent you from doing it. Such as if you've ever been on a diet. Yes, I know you're the dietitian. I my eyes. You hate <laughs> diets. I understand. But the majority of our listeners and ourselves, we've been on diets before. It's always fine when you have food ready. But there's that one day when you get home, nothing's ready, you're hungry, and you have to cook something. What do you do? Nothing. You order Uber Eats, I guess. Exactly. You eat out for something that, or you grab the the nearest snack. Like a or normal something. person. Well, okay, true. But working out in in anything in life is the same thing. If you remove yeah. obstacles and make it easy for you, you're more likely to keep doing it. And for me, having a gym in our garage is much much easier for me to go work out than it is driving, you know, thirty minutes round trip to go to the gym. And we have set it up in the way that. We have everything we could possibly ever want and need, and it makes it super exciting because we can switch it up all the time, which I love. And I love that I can just go in there and pop on music videos or YouTube or TV or whatever because we have the smart TV in there and all the equipment that I love, like a boxing bag and a Peloton and the weight situation. You can talk about the weight situation that we've got. What's the weight situation? Like all the weight setup stuff, like the lifting stuff. So I I grew up very athletic, always playing sports, you know, year round until I had a knee injury after college. But lifting weights, powerlifting for strength, not necessarily bodybuilding, but more for performance and sports was always my thing. So obviously that includes the Olympic lifting, barbells, you know, free weights. And so, yeah, we set up squat rack in there. We have a little bit more CrossFit type stuff now, like we have a climbing rope. I actually just got some some rings, uh, like a gymnast rings to do dips and other things on. Those are those are hard, by the and way. And those are you attached both of those to the squat rack thing because yep. it also has this pull up bar on the very top of it, and you can attach just a lot of different attachments to it. It's not built for attachments, but it's a solid structure, and so. 
So things, it does have a pull-up bar that, that's really high. Like you have to jump to get up to it. So it kind of gives us some options in, in the, the weight load on it. It can handle a lot of weight and stress. So It's been cool because he bought the squat rack and then I wanted a a box jump thing, like one of those black soft boxes that you can jump on. I don't know how to describe it. It's like a CrossFit foam box, like a plyo box that you can jump on. And so yes. it, it has different dimensions. So depending on which way you flip it, you can have a 20 inch jump or you can have a 30 inch jump. Yeah, it's great. So you can do step ups on that or you can do box jumps. And then we use that all the time and put it under the squat rack because then you can reach the pull-up bar and then we attach the rings on the pull-up bar or the rope and then you can do other things with that too so it's been really fun yeah so overall this last year one of the biggest things was our, our new house and obviously my special place in the house is is my garage gym you and know? that gym's only taking up half of the garage and you put special mats on it too and i feel like the squat rack do you remember what it was called because it, it's a space saver for sure. Yeah. So the squat rack I, I got, it's from Titan Fitness and they have a, a space saving or wall mounted storage system in, in one of the squat racks. Actually, I think they have several versions of it. You can mount it, the one stand to the floor, but the other bracing goes into like two by fours in the wall. So it doesn't extend out that much. Now, obviously, we have some like spotter arms and other things that we attach to it when we're working out for safety. But we can also put those back on the wall for storage and bring our cars into the garage when we want to. So, yeah, the, the footprint in our garage is, is actually very small. We have a lot of wall mounted storage, which which has been really nice. And the mats, yeah, Tractor Supply has what are called horse stall rubber mats. And they're like three quarter inch thick. They're super durable. You can park your car on them. No problem. You can work out on them. They should last to the end of time, hopefully. (laughs) Are you looking to elevate your client experience to the next level? Whether you're in the wellness, photography, or mental health worlds, imagine the impact of offering your client a truly unique and memorable gift that supports them on a personal level. Introducing the Custom Affirmation Card Decks by Soleya. Our custom affirmation decks are designed to empower and inspire your clients, leaving a lasting impression that strengthens your professional relationship. So picture this, your own branded affirmation cards beautifully crafted with imagery that reflects your brand's essence. These card decks serve as more than just a gift. They become a daily reminder of your commitment to your client's well-being and success. Whether you're a life coach, yoga instructor, therapist, or photographer, your custom card deck supports your client's personal growth, even when they're not in a session with you. So why settle for generic gifts like candles or pens when you can create something truly transformational and beautiful? With Soleil's custom affirmation cards, you can tailor every aspect to align with your brand identity and the values that you stand for. And this process is easy for you. We do all the heavy lifting from design to ordering. Simply choose your affirmations, select the imagery, and add your logo and branding elements. We'll take care of the rest, delivering a high-quality, personalized product. Join the ranks of leading wellness, photography, and mental health professionals who are elevating their client experience with custom affirmation card decks from Soleya. Visit our website today at soleya.co slash custom to learn more 
and start creating your own unforgettable client gifts. That's solea.co slash custom. And I'll spell it out for you. S-O-U-L-E-A dot C-O forward slash C-U-S-T-O-M. Together, let's inspire positivity and empower transformation one affirmation at a time. They're great. Like, they're actually really nice to walk on. Yeah. You know, they these have kind of like a, a diamond pattern on them for, for grip. If I did it again, there are certain places that sell them perfectly smooth without that that little crisscross oh, pattern on like it. That. It hasn't bothered me at all, but I've seen a photo of one person who did it perfectly flat and it looks it looks super nice. Yeah, that was our vision. We wanted to be able to have one wall of the garage super tight where I could organize all of my boxes, home edit style and just storage, but it be really close to the wall, not taking up too much space. And then the other side of the garage, we wanted to have all this amazing gym equipment and then have space in the middle so that we could store our car still. And we've been able to do that. So it's been awesome. Yeah. So the only downside to the gym and i realized this after i kind of installed everything is our garage has like a i don't know the exact percentage but it's around a three percent grade in the like a, a decline in the garage for for like drainage and runoff and stuff so after i put the the squat rack in i put the bar on it i'm like that's not perfectly parallel i cannot tell at all <laughs> Now that I mentioned it, you're going, you're going to go notice it. I don't but know. when I put the the squat bar, you know, the the Olympic bar on, I was like, "That's not parallel. What's going on?" And so I put I put my level on it, and sure enough, it's it's graded so water can run out of the garage. So so now when we do squats, our right leg is going to be a little bit stronger, um, and when we do bench, our our left arm is going to be <laughs> a little bit stronger. Hi then. It's very minimal. Like I, I've been working out doing squats and deadlifts, no problem. But I was like, ideally. If I would have known that before, I may have changed the the position and everything. But it is what it is. It's it's very nice. We're very happy with it. The other part that kind of played into uh, the you know the delay in the podcast is we originally were supposed to move into the house in May. We kept getting delayed over and over and over again. We finally moved in at the very end of October, over six months after what we were supposed to move in for. It's been a long process, long road. And that made it super stressful and made us just kind of sit around with half of our stuff packed. And it just, yeah, it, it wasn't work for us between my new job that I was getting used to and that transition just kind of in limbo for moving. And then once we did move, we got super excited and we just wanted to give our full attention to our house. So Yep, that happened. But I think the other fun thing and kind of what we've been up to, I've been super into painting lately. There's a Goodwill right by our house. And also we have just found people throwing out amazing antique furniture. I picked up three pieces and that's something too that I love having the garage for. And we've been getting tools and sanders and a bunch of different paint. That's been fun. So I just painted one of my pieces pink and I'm going to make it into kind of like a bar storage for fun cocktail stuff and put that in my office too. Yeah. So for both of us, for this new year, we, we actually both got new jobs. Uh, I still work in the same field. I still work in orthopedics, uh, mainly joint replacement, knee replacement, hip replacement. But I work for a new company now, which has been, in my opinion, very 
good transition. I mean, obviously I miss the people and I love the people I worked with at my old position, but I think this change was better for us. And, and Melissa, you also got a new job as the chief dietitian for an eating disorder clinic. Is that correct? Yeah. The only dietitian there, <laughs> basically. <laughs> so yeah, the chief. I'm the head honcho of dietitians. Yeah, there's like four therapists and then there's me, but it's awesome. So I am at an eating disorder center. It's an intensive outpatient slash partial hospitalization program. I am loving it. So I wanted to do this because I had a a really great time with online business and figuring that out and having my intuitive eating clients. And also I was doing some uh, social media consulting on the side and everything, and then had a lot of time for the podcast. But I knew I wanted to just kind of go beyond my knowledge of intuitive eating. And I didn't want to just help people with disordered eating, but I really wanted to get more into the mental health and I wanted to get into eating disorders. And that's just something that you need to get more training and experience on and supervision really uh, as a dietitian. And so with this new role, I'm able to get supervision through, you know, directors of other sites that I can meet with virtually. So that's been awesome. But I've been learning so much on this job and I am enjoying it so much. It's fulfilling me. It's super challenging, but it's a good challenge. And I think it's giving me so much growth, emotional growth and emotional regulation. And I love being surrounded by therapists. And I feel like I'm just learning a lot on the job as well. So that has been a really cool experience. I'm so excited to kind of bring some of that into the podcast and future episodes too. I feel like I want to interview some of my coworkers. I want to just kind of have other, you know, eating disorder experts on. I think that is such an important area to talk about. But yeah, that's been very exciting. And also, like I said, very challenging. It's a full-time role as fun as it's been and everything between that and moving and our son, I have been just exhausted. Actually, since pregnancy, I've been exhausted. But yeah, full-time job, that's that's made it challenging as well. Yeah. And with all these moves, our son, we've got him in a new kind of preschool type deal. And he's he is learning a lot. And it's just astounding how much new information he comes and he says. And we're like, how did he learn that? Like, where did he learn that? School. <laughs> yeah, school. Preschool. Some TV shows. He's learned a lot of numbers um, from one of his, his shows. On, on YouTube. <laughs> it's always funny, you know, raising kids. There was a few things when I was really young, you know, and I thought, you know, when I grow up and I have kids one day, I'll never let them do that. One was the leash. Um, <laughs> so obviously, you know, I didn't realize this when I was younger, but holding my son's hand when he was two and early threes, I had to bend over a lot just to hold his hand. But, you know, yeah. if we're crossing the road or we're in a, a park or a theme park, you know, Disney or something like that, I need to hold his hand so we don't lose him in the crowd or he doesn't run out into the road. And after you do that for like 30 minutes, just bending over, holding his hand, like your back starts to hurt. And, and you know, our son, he wants to run off on his own yeah. and kind of be a little bit independent. And so we ended up buying a, well, I call it a leash. I don't know. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what it is. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't wear that now, but yeah, between the age of like one and a half to two and a half when he wasn't really talking and just running away from us and (laughs) didn't understand much. 
We needed that. I definitely remember the Disney trip of him wearing the little, it was like a monkey backpack, but mm. it had like a leash attached to it. You know, a funny story. <laughs> I don't think I ever told you this. So we were actually walking in, in Disney or Universal or something one time and, and we had his little leash on. So he's, he's happy as can be walking in front of us. So he, he doesn't have to hold our hand. He kind of feels free, but I also feel like, um, you know, he's protective. He starts running off or, uh, or something like that. I can, I can pull him back or he trips and falls. There's a few times, you know, he's running trips. And I was able to catch him because I'm holding this little rope <laughs> that yeah. attaches to it. One day we're walking over a little bridge and I hear this girl and, and, and her mom talking behind us, this little girl. She was like, oh, I'm going to go let him go. And the mom was <laughs> like, no, you will not. <laughs> oh my gosh. I did not know that. That's yeah. This, so this little girl had the same thought as I did when I, know, I was little. It's like embarrassing, but it, it was a lifesaver back then. And yeah. Yeah, definitely. No shame in the parenting game. Growing up, it's it's like, ah, I would never use that. That's so dumb. And then you find out it has a very practical purpose yeah. of me not crouch walking, you know, the entire Disney park. And, and because, every, yeah, every kid's different. They have different needs. So you never know <laughs> if yeah. you're going to end up with the kid that runs a mile a minute constantly like our son. Yeah. And the other thing was like after holding our hand for a while, he didn't want to do that. He wanted to kind of be independent walk yeah. and explore on his own. Oh my gosh. And so that gave us a little bit of freedom. But the other thing, you know, going back to where I originally started at is, uh, you know, seeing kids with, with tablets and stuff. I remember growing up, you know, we had the Razor phones and that was, that was a hot commodity, you know, back in the nineties, early two thousands. And I remember, you know, I was at a place one time and I saw this like six year old kid, he had a Razor. And at that time I didn't even have one of those. I just had a, a simple Nokia or something like that. And I was like, wow, that's crazy that this little kid has this super advanced phone. He's, I was like, you know, I'm not going to let my kid have that when they're older. And now, you know, we have tablets, we have I cell mean, phones. he still doesn't own his own, well, but true. he'll play with ours sometimes. Yeah. But yeah, there's little, there's fun games on there. And he, he likes the learning shows. So I'm grateful he is learning how to count and do math and speak and read. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's really good. You know, he can write his name. He can write a few words. And uh, they're, uh, yeah, they're like good educational shows nowadays. Um, and between that, I mean, he's still a loves, lot of bad shows. Too, he but. still loves cars and everything. So it's not like he's just in front of the screen all the time. No, just half the time. He's gotten a lot better about it, too, though, actually, because that would be the lifesaver if we try to take him to a restaurant and he would be super little and like kind of crying early on. But now he I don't know, he's at that stage where he just enjoys being out and he I don't know, it's just easier. He can just kind of have fun in the moment. He doesn't need that distraction of a phone. Yeah, but he's also very active, too. Like for Christmas, uh, he got a new bike with training wheels and we've been out every day. Um, riding the bike around the block. So he's, we're definitely getting all that energy out there as well. But yeah, it's been fun, you know, watching him grow, um, learning new things, just some of the things he'll say. Um, like we just started this podcast and he walked by the door and he's like, shh, I'm trying to sleep. Oh my gosh, that was hilarious. <laughs> we had to pause the podcast because he came, he walked over here and he had his eye mask above <laughs> his head. Because we all sleep with eye masks, including our son. And he was like, I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> We're like, oh, sorry. <laughs> we'll speak softer. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's it's been a really good year um, for us. You know, last year we had the whole 
COVID shutdown where we were at home a lot. But this year, we kind of had to take a step back to take care of important things, you know, transition to new roles at our jobs, schools for Asher, get him accustomed to the new program and new routine. Prioritizing ourselves, too. I mean, prioritizing spending time with with Asher and also for us. I mean, we so much of our time was going to work and to the house that it's like with our free time, not only kind of being exhausted, too. Plus, we're trying to to exercise for once in like six years, but we want to be able to prioritize family time and date nights and things like that. So that's been hard with the podcast. But I feel like we are striking the balance now. We got everything in place in motion. Yeah, I think so. Early 2021, it it was our schedule was crazy. Like, like we work full time, come home. Um, I would do a lot of editing. You would do, you know, recording, filming, research, taking notes, kind of planning out different things. And there was many nights where, you know, I was still editing or, or filming to one something in the morning and I got to be, you know, at, at work at seven the next morning. And and I'm editing now. Yeah, you are. <laughs> We're happy. <laughs> what is that about? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> No, it's it's funny because I still have to do a lot of setup for you, but oh yeah, okay. <laughs> but well, yeah, it's I, good. I know, yeah, I can't remember all the pieces, but, and sometimes something weird happens while I'm editing, and I'm like, "What just happened?" But I'm still sitting here for like five hours editing. Yeah, but you you figured out, you know. Obviously, and we've heard, and now that you started editing, you hear other podcasts, and and don't get us wrong, guys. I've said this before. We are not professionals, but we do try to take some extra time in editing, not to just you know record it and throw it up, but we try to you know make sure the volume's not too high or too low, that you're not blasting your speakers out, that we have you know decent music that we both like. Yeah. Uh, so it takes a little, a little extra time to put those nice touches in. Um, you know. It honestly just takes hours because I have to take out the breath sounds. And I listen to some podcasts where they keep them in and I just notice it. Like, I guess it doesn't bother me that much, but I notice it and I'm like, nope, I don't want that in our podcast. Or, or there was there was a podcast we listened to the other day and like the... It's the, like, <gasps> well... <gasps> I don't think they're going to understand. I don't know. Maybe they will understand that. But if you ever edit it and you you boost the the levels of of the volume, you'll start noticing a simple breath now sounds super exaggerated. But no, we were listening to podcasts the other day and the main speaker, their volume was fine, but their guest was so soft. Like you couldn't even hear them. We had to keep turning the volume up and turning it down. So so we try to to make it level and and make it sound good and hopefully take some some noise out like when we bump the microphone accidentally again we're not professionals but no. but taking that time now that you've started doing it now you understand why I get annoyed at some of the podcasts you listen to because I'm like <laughs> oh my gosh like this is horrible and I, you know we we try not to do that but. yeah I like to be on a schedule but I'm also flexible so I think it's so important to kind of set yourself up with the schedule and try to keep things consistent but I think quality over everything so I'm always going to go with that and kind of go with the flow and be like okay an episode comes out a month later and that's fine because I think that's better than just doing it just to do it I think it's different you know once once people start getting bigger and if, if they like have a sponsor or something like that then it becomes more of an issue but for us like we're just doing this for fun and and for you guys listening like we love that you know we, we hear comments here and there like um and I've had like actually a lot of questions recently, like when are you guys going to make another one? Haven't heard you guys in a while. And I'm like, yeah, I know. 
life's been crazy, but things are starting to settle down. We're at our new place now. We're we're pretty much in our roles. I've, I've been in my new job for a year. You've been there for six months. Yeah. Um, and so we're starting to feel comfortable with that, getting our routine in. So hopefully we'll be coming out with a lot more in the near future. We hope you guys stick around and listen. We hope you enjoy it. If you have any ideas or questions, and feel free to leave us a comment. We'll be looking over those and planning future episodes. Yeah. And as a final note, I just wanted to say as well, you know, what we want to share, the whole reason why we wanted to do this episode and give an update is obviously because we've been gone. But I thought it was important, too, because I think for me, it's been such a good thing. I'm happy that we've made the decisions made because at the end of the day, you have to take care of yourself and your health and your family is important. Your your energy is important. You know, you don't want to burn out. I think it's okay that there's different cycles in life and you have different priorities. I really prioritize this podcast and I'm super excited for it's where it's going. And I think just what we've been trying to do in our house with kind of delegating or getting a cleaning service once in a while or whatever you do, I think with the podcast on the road, maybe we'll hire editors and save time that help us be more consistent. But I think at the end of the day, you just have to allow yourself that flexibility to really allow yourself that self-care when you need it. Don't keep your plates (laughs) too full. Allow things to kind of go on pause as you need it. And you can always get back. So that's been a really big lesson for us. We are look forward to our next guest in our next episode. And it's be awesome. So stay tuned. This is High Vibe Mindset. Thank you once again for listening. Make sure you follow and we'll see you soon. Do you know these three things are sabotaging your ability to live your high vibe life? First is living in disconnection which basically means walking around with no awareness of your body, emotions, or values. And second is letting negative self-talk run the show in your brain. That's just going to make you doubt your potential and stop you from going after your dreams. Finally, it's not having any supportive coping practices or self-care that doesn't take hours or cost tons of money. Because when you're living in chronic stress at home or work, The last thing that feels accessible is a spa day or a meditation retreat. We have personally struggled with all of these things, and that's why we created the body deck. This affirmation card deck has 77 intentionally designed beautiful cards to help you address all three of these high vibe killers in just a couple minutes a day. These affirmations will help you tune into your body and your inner world, practice positive self-talk and best of all it's super portable and affordable for only 33 dollars benefit from the transformative practice of affirmations anywhere you go so if you're ready to stop the self-sabotage and start being the highest version of yourself you'll definitely want to get your hands on the body deck affirmation cards head over to solea.co that's s-o-u-l-e-a dot c-o to get the body deck affirmation cards today. You can also find the link in the show notes.